Welcome to the Menifee United Church of Christ podcast. Menifee UCC is a lively, loving, open, and affirming church. A church that follows Jesus' great commandments. Love God, love others, love yourself. A church that welcomes everyone. A church that speaks truth to power. And a church that works for justice more than just us. Chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. And this is Paul in his second letter to the people of Corinth. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Thus ends our inspired readings this morning. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what stood out to you? <clears throat> Today's readings. And again, for those who are new, there's no right or wrong. <clears throat> I just like to hear. There's a lot of churches in which the pastor just gets up and speaks. <laughs> and I'd like to actually hear from you as well. I always have, I always whenever I see sin in any passage, I always kind of go, oh, oh right, no, sure. what <laughs> Yeah. But um, we've, we've talked about sin before and how it's, mis how it's really interpreted as missing the mark. Mm -hmm. And since kind of having that revelation of that meaning of it, it really kind of hits a whole new <coughs> understanding for me. And especially with the ambassadors and like this Corinthians verse, second Corinthians verse has always kind of been, you know, everyone looks at this last part of the verse, uh, verse 21, and they say, well, that's, that's what they think, like, oh, well, I need to be perfect. I need to try to be perfect because, oh, Christ was perfect. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's when you look at everything in context. Just, there's so much more going on there, you know, about being an ambassador in Christ. And I look at that as an ambassador of love in my life. Fantastic, Sean. <laughs> Sean's teaching the sermon today. Actually, if we go two verses up in verse 14, it echoes exactly what Sean says. It goes on to say, um, For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. So love is what's the, the message um, that Paul is trying to impart 
thing as ambassadors. Yes. Yeah, when we were talking in the first reading, too, I felt like um, it was saying, saying to me mm -hmm. and to all of us that, um, <coughs> that we don't, we can come to the Lord willingly, not, not forced, not by bridal or, um, you know, that we come because of love. And um, I don't know, that just stood out as being, you know, huge. Like, you know, you can't force it. You, you, you come willingly. Absolutely. Yeah. And also in the scene of reading, it, it's talking about, like, I could be separated from God if I'm focused on where I'm, I've made mistakes and I have missed the mark. But instead, if I come to God for solace, God will forgive me and protect me, keep me safe, and in the midst of the worst circumstances, give me a place of peace. Yes. Well said. I, I really appreciate that. So let me ask, in that, in that example that Felicia just gave, um, and that mark, which was just so beautifully said, thank you. Is that without, without regret? How do you feel about regret? We talk about confessing sin. We're kind of talking a little bit about sin. How have you come to understand regret? I used to feel regret as shame, being shameful. Um, but now I look at it as regret that I have missed the mark or I have, man, there was a better way to do that. You know, but it's like that's but that's how we that's how we learn and grow. You know, <laughs> this journey. Yeah. We can't look back on regret, but a healthy regret. We can't learn. I look, I look at it as, man, I, I should have done that differently. You know what? I learned if this happens again, I know how to how to act in that scenario or with that person. But it's nice that you see it as a learning, a I did learning, a learning moment. <laughs> I think it can be. I think it can be pretty overwhelming and, and damning. You know that. You know that. Oh my gosh, you know, I regret I did this, I regret I did that, or I felt this way, or, you know, I mean, I, I think it can take a piece out of you. Right? For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me, right? My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Uh -oh. Can that sound like regret to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Jacob. I think he's basically saying his sins, um, just so, because I guess maybe he thought like regret is when I can go to hell. So he's just like, what's the point? What's the point? Who's been there? <coughs> what's the point? Right? Oh, Jacob, you were prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Jennifer, go ahead. Well, but that's why... You know, that we know that's our faith, though, why Christ died for us. And um, that he was, he was made him to be sin and knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, which is amazing to me that we can actually take those mistakes and work them with God, and he can help us be a blessing to somebody else or add more compassion. And But then at the same time, you know, we can be righteous and be washed clean just because we're a child of God. Amen. Yes. Yes, Felicia. I really like what you said about shame because when I look at regret with shame, it makes me want to separate from God 
hide myself from God. I'm not worthy of God. But if I go to God with the regrets and whatever I've done, and I get His love, it helps me to lighten my load so that I can see regret as a as a um, an opportunity for learning instead of validation that I'm defective. And that changes everything, right? Wow. Well, well said. Validation. Well said. Um, yes, right? Stop. I know! Wow, alright! Yeah. I could have just been talking at you for the last time. But you already have this within. So, this understanding, has anybody met someone that's like, no regrets, man, no regrets. Go through life, no regrets. Yeah? No, Dwayne hasn't, but anybody else? Yeah, absolutely. And has anybody in there, how, how have your encounters been with such an individual? No regrets. Briefly. <laughs> You're not getting in the car with that person. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What else? What other things kind of come to? How do you feel around somebody? No regrets. Frustration. Frustration. Yes. I think unbelieving. Unbelieving. Sean. A little bit full of some BS. Little, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And yet I find exactly what's been talked about this morning, that with this understanding of regret, this idea of, I echo what Shauna said, the word sin has been used so much in the Christian church to instill fear, to get people to homogenize, to say, well, if you're not with us, then you're against us. Um, so we're going to use fear as a tactic and sin. Yes, let me tell you about sin and how sinful you are um, to help corral Christians. And it's not just Christians. There's many different faith traditions that will do this. Religion. And in fact, Felicia and I were talking a little bit this morning. This is one of the reasons I personally believe we see a lack of uh, young adults in the church. Because they say, no, 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 I'm not going to be part of this fear machine. Um, that's been called religion. And in fact, instead of this message of love, but this idea of coming to God, being weighed down, of feeling this heavy hand day and night because of sin, that was inflicted upon me as it has been for so many in different faith traditions, in different Christian traditions. The idea of going to God, what that seems so unbearable to be able to stand before. The shame of being before God, not being worthy, <coughs> ultimately not being enough. And that just validates, like Felicia was saying, this tape that perpetually every single one of us have. Who do you think you are? And you're not enough. Right? They all feed into each other. So as Jacob said, what's the point? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to continue to suffer like this. So no regrets. I'm just moving forward. Right? God forgives everything. God, I, you know, that does not mean that there isn't a repentance process that has to happen. I do believe in a gracious God. I was in the hospital with someone who said, um, who I was called in to be with in the emergency department, um, who was actively suicidal. And at the moment of being actively suicidal, this patient, who was so kind and so gracious, that you could just see was exhausted, just absolutely tired, said, I trust that a loving God and the love upon the cross will cover me in suicide. 
And I thought, my God, I do too. The tragedy of suicide is one thing. But the idea that he had come to an understanding with God, that that grace would cover, I believe that. And so at that moment, what I've experienced is when someone's at that critical point, there is no room for BS. They spot it, they know it. And they know when you're trying to manipulate, they need you to be very real. And so as I engaged with this patient, I said, I absolutely agree with you. And what I hear is that you are suffering, that you are tired, and if you will allow me, I would love to hear part of your journey. What has that been like for you? In that process, um, this is an individual who has multiple different complications as well. We very well may see this person back in the hospital. We may probably know someone like this in our own lives. And so many times we try to do as much as we can, but sometimes the shame, the guilt, the being tired, that heaviness of the hand on us day in and day out. And just to be this ambassador of Christ, of love, what would that look like for you? If Christ was to come to you in your moment of need, what do you hope to experience with Christ? You don't want any teaching at that moment. You just want someone there with you to carry your burden with you. Amen. No teaching. It's kind of an enveloping love. Yes. yes. Love okay. and the, big, the biggest hug that you've ever had in your whole entire life. A hug that's supportive, embracing, inclusive. Yeah. Jennifer. Unconditional love. Unconditional. And unconditional acceptance. Right, unconditional acceptance of who you are. Absolutely. So this idea, and going back, I'm going to circle back. The idea of regret, I think, is something that, as Sean mentioned, is a part of wisdom. That as we journey through this life path, and as we go through, we have an option of either saying, I'm going to take what is happening, this understanding that I've just missed the mark, God has a, a trajectory for me. And the truth of it is, I believe that God has a trajectory for each and every single one of you and me. And it can be slightly different because we're all made different. Um, I recently heard God's garden's got a lot of flowers in it. <laughs> and I believe that. Um, and roses don't need to be hydrangeas, right? They, they have their own scent. They have their own beauty. And they have their own purpose. So I believe that when I look upon us and I look upon this, this world as God's garden, that if we don't take the time to acknowledge that there is also a greater sin in our community during this time of Lent to be able to say, you're right, God, I stand before you knowing that we live in a world where there is prejudices, there is oppression, there's systemic issues. There are many who are not safe. We don't live in a perfect world. And not taking it personally as much as just honoring that and saying, God, as I move forward with each step, with each day, I pray that I too can be an ambassador for you to help understand, to see like I've not seen before. 
so that when someone comes across us, we too cannot teach, but bear witness to suffering, which is so very, very important, that we too can possibly offer a hug when it's needed, that we can stand in that place to help someone. Would you share with me part of your story? So, as we're moving forward, this is what I believe is called, that Paul's talking about here, the ministry of reconciliation. How do you come to understand the word reconcile? Come to terms with. Come to terms with. Yeah. Right? Making up with someone. Making up with someone. Yeah. It can be like a bridge building. Right? So the word ambassador has an interesting connotation with this word reconciling. Ambassadors, how many, how many of you think, first and foremost, like political ambassadors, right? They come from one country, like our country, they go to another. We have ambassadors here in our country as well. Um, that's what I thought of at first. But what I thought was very interesting, it was pointed out in a commentary that I was reading, is that an ambassador does not take the citizenship of one's country that they're in. They're there to represent a different place. So we'll have a French ambassador here in the States, and that French ambassador is not here trying to be an American as much as he's trying, he or she, my apologies, he or she as an ambassador of a different country is saying, I represent a country that is not this one, but we do this in a way to help reconciling relationships, to help build these bridges, so that when we're not maybe able to have the direct, I speak on behalf of our government, right? And the same with an American. An American ambassador would go to a different country, be an American, fully American, but be a representative for our country when they're over there. So how does this apply to us, do you think, as being ambassadors of God, ambassadors of Christ, and through this lens? To treat people outside the church the way that you would want God to treat us, and to represent God's characteristics. Well said. So to treat those beyond our four walls here as we would want to be treated within our four walls because we are God's ambassador. What else? Yes. To lead the people into the kingdom of God, let them build up the relationship with God. So we are ambassadors to represent God's kingdom. To represent God's kingdom, that we're the we're the ambassadors to help build God's kingdom on this earth. Yes. To, yeah. To let them to know to know God, to build up the relationship with God. Uh -huh. To let the Gentiles, especially for the Gentiles, because they are believers, they don't know God. So this this is our responsibility to lead them and to tell them about God's kingdom. So, oh, interesting. See, I, I would actually say, I, I would find it more of a responsibility to act and to show that I am beloved of God. So that one would be inquiring maybe and to say, what is it they've got? Yeah. Because um, I, I find that when I talk at people, it's not as effective. Anybody else? Anybody like to be talked at? Yeah. No. <laughs> Invitation, show me, show me what you're talking about first. Okay. 
What else, Sean? I find that especially in my circles of all this young, cynical people. Yes. <laughs> Preach that it, Sean. Now that I've found kind of a, a community and coming and coming back to church and finally saying like stepping through a church, through church doors that I didn't want to do for such a long time. I now find myself as like an ambassador for more of a, you know, uh, this kind of theology, more of the, the, the theology of love um, as opposed to judgment. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like trying, I find myself trying to show people who are very cynical towards Christianity and like, man, you're cynical against the wrong thing. Here's <laughs> what I found. Um, and, I, and I try to do that. You know, a lot of it's online, so it's through typing. <laughs> but, you know, through just inter- interactions with people in my daily life, just, you know, and not really even saying a whole lot. Sometimes I just kind of wink in a nod, like, well, I'm serving myself a Christian, and I accept all people. What do you think about that? You know, so right. engaging the dialogue that way has been kind of my, I guess, ambassadorship way. Nice, absolutely. Yes. Don't you, don't you think that if you're really nice speaking to somebody's life, you should build or have a relationship with them? Like, if you're, if you're, you know, wanting to lead by example, but then also when you go to speak into somebody's life, you need to put some deposits or have invested into their life. Mm-hmm. So then there's that door open so you can have a, a peaceful um, um, and encouraging dialogue. So I agree. Yeah, so foundational work is really important with that too. Absolutely. And I see ambassadorship too as a, a way of understanding. So if you're looking at an ambassador of a country, for instance, uh, you're trying to um, help others understand. Uh, you know, kind of like Sean was saying, you know, that you're, you know, sowing the seeds uh, of understanding where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yes, Felicia. I'm just thinking about what she said. I mean, thinking of it as ambassadorship, you know, ambassadors come here and they do represent their own country, but their purpose is to engage in relationships, positive relationships. So having deposits would make perfect sense. And not trying to, right, ambassadors are trying to find like common ground and not just be like, it has to be my way because that would get nowhere, but try to find some common ground and then by listening to others, they may be more willing to listen to you. It's like attraction rather than promotion. Like if I'm showing this and I'm symbolizing this, then that's, it makes it more attractive versus if I'm talking, just talking at you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would also say yes. And there are times that we as a country, we stand for something completely different than what another country values. So our ambassadors also have to be able to know when to say that and to say, we're not moving with this. We do not negotiate with terrorists. That's a big one for us, right? Coming from the military perspective, um, that's something that's important. That we say we won't be manipulated that way. So, and we want to continue to build bridges. So I think it's, yes, this is why, oh man, like I, I've said before, there's like probably like 37 different sermons all in this scripture. Um, so we're not going to get to all of them today. But representing one's authentic self with a boundary is very, very important. Marcia, you were going to say something as well. Um, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it I, is. It's coming from you. I felt kind of like an ambassador this morning. Yeah. Because my mom announced to me that my brother in Hawaii is now going to this Catholic church, which is why it goes to. My brother has never gone to church. 
Okay. And now he's going every Sunday, and she just finds that appalling, I guess. <laughs> and so I said, Mom, I said, you know, you should be proud that he's going. I was always proud when my kids go to church. I'm proud of that. Yeah. So I felt like Diane said, sowing the seeds, you know, to try to make her understand, because she just thinks that you don't have to go to church to believe in God, which you don't. True. You know, some people go for different reasons, which I told her, like, I want to learn more about the Bible. That's why I go. I can pray at home. And I said, <laughs> Mom, maybe Terry, you know, there's maybe he wants to learn, too. You know, so. But you have the foundation, like was being talked about, too, to be able to be that ambassador to your mom. Yeah, and for my brother. And for your brother. So Absolutely. She laugh about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So this idea of being ambassadors, we could, we could spend far much longer on this. To me, though, there is something uh, in verse 17 that is key for us to understand in understanding what this looks like. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. And that's going to tie up our sermon today. <coughs> We've talked about the idea of no regrets um, and actually using regret as wisdom. Come on in. Hello. Yeah. Um, this idea of using that as a way of asking and um, turning back to God, this idea of repentance, so that we ourselves... Because we have to choose. This word if is very important. So if anyone is in Christ. Because we can say, we can teach that we're of Christ. Let me tell you how Christ I am. <laughs> Debbie, how effective is that? <coughs> Not at all, right? Absolutely. So we have to consciously make these decisions to be, to choose to learn to follow Christ. And Marcia, that's why we read from the Bible. I, I love that you come to church to study the Bible because the Bible is filled with these wonderful teachings of Jesus that help us. And as we're preparing in this Lenten season towards Easter, we get to have a greater glimpse of what it is that Christ did for us and showed us this example of removing the obstacles of being able to allow ourselves to be fully embraced. Let me rephrase that. Fully embraced by God. God is willing to constantly open arms. We're the ones who have to learn how to reconcile ourselves to be worthy of that embrace. We're constantly on a journey of learning of how lovable we are and how divine we are. And so taking that time of, yeah, I know, it can seem overwhelming because we just have these programmed responses. But if we can look and learn and say, I see, I'm constantly learning to see. And even at times, God, when the more I see, the more overwhelming it is in a world that seems so hopeless and helpless at times. But yet I'm still going to choose if I be of Christ. And Christ is giving us this message of love and reconciliation then we too, as we're preparing for Easter, we get to walk a similar path as Jesus. So that when this time comes, we understand the importance of new life, 
of things becoming anew, of ourselves becoming anew. The fact that you are here means that there is still things for you to learn, life for you to experience, time for you to have rejuvenation. And I hope that while you're here, this is time each week that you come and you get curious about that new life, that rejuvenation. But you, as you choose to lean into love, come on up. Sorry. I'm not. It's great to see you. We need to see you. My goodness, you all, you all are the future of our church. We're so glad you're here. It's good to see you. All this to say, as we move forward and as we get curious about being ambassadors, representing our own understanding of God, which been, in my experience has been a little bit different than the majority in this area. <laughs> I'm pretty new to this area. How can we build on those commonalities? How can we stand our own boundaries as well? Just as Christ did, but serve as ambassadors, standing honestly in who we are and that love of God with everyone that we encounter. So that we too, like the psalm says here, this is one of the things I love. Oh, righteous, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, oh, righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Never once does it say all you who are perfect. It says upright in heart. When was the last time you shouted? I see a hand from Jacob. This is three way count. <laughs> For joy, for joy, for joy. Oh, that. And how many of us think that is childish? That's embarrassing to do that, to shout. This week, just like last week, I invited you to have a Sabbath practice and see how that went. I will leave you with this invitation. As, as we are choosing to be ambassadors of Christ, to know what it's like to shout, just even between you and God, for joy, for the life that you get to live. And I'm not saying it's without struggle. We've all got struggles and we've all have suffering. We come together but to give that shout of joy as well because during this time of Lent, it is a time of balance and finding balance with God. I say all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. To contact the Menifee United Church of Christ, or for more information, go to menifeeucc.org. Thank you for listening.